0: Hey there, listener. Fancy seeing you here. Look, sometimes due to the things we discuss on the pod, it might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode description for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this episode is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content. So if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins, and prepare to flood the basement. Because we are going down with these ships.
1: Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It's a Harry Potter ship culture podcast. I'm Megs.
0: And I'm Nathan.
1: And we are so excited because we have a guest this week Uh, (laughs) they came to us super excited about the ship and i couldn't say no Uh, so i'm happy to introduce jeff who actually is the person who wrote fic for the spooch episode so if you remember the spooch episode and what puffcast had read for us that was written by them and they're involved in a lot of other fun fandom things if you want to talk about what you're what you're up to
2: well, my goodness, what an introduction. I mean, wh- where do I start? And once I've started, how do I stop? That's the real question. That's
1: us. I mean, you know, we, we can't say bye. Like, it literally just doesn't happen.
0: No, we literally, that's the thing we cannot do. We're just like dead silence at the end. <laughs>
2: That's it. Well, you can say bye as long as it's spelled B-I, am I right? Fair. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, that's how we're transcripting it from now on, just Perfect. so as you know. There you go. So, I mean, as you say, I've evolved in quite a few things. Uh, I've Juliana and Melanie, who were here on that same Spooch episode from Puffcast, have been dear friends of mine for such a long time. We were all on Speak Beastie together, which is MuggleNet's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them podcast. Oh, fun. Since then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's actually, um we were all on it and I can't recall if I knew that and then I found PuffCast or if I started listening to PuffCast I I don't remember what order it was mm-hmm. in all I know is that's how Juliana and I became connected to each other is our mutual friend Eric Skull was a guest on their show mm-hmm. I sent them an email and my response to the email was a Facebook message asking if I would give over my personal address so that she could send me stickers
1: yes that is literally <laughs> Juliana too. <laughs> that is it's it
2: it is very <laughs> Juliana. It's it's wonderful. It's just cause she would never for anybody thinking that this sounds like a very Uncomfortable experience for some people. I guess it might yeah. be but Juliana is the last person who would do anything hurtful or yes. inappropriate She's Absolutely lovey, lovely, lovely lover to pieces mm-hmm. But we've become friends and now we have got our own podcast yes. Called into the fold where we are going chapter by chapter through the Grisha verse novels my favorite part of that is probably that I have read these books back to front many times. She has read those books once mm-hmm. through. But as we talk about these things, we're trying and struggling to remember that we started this with the idea of, oh, somebody might be listening who hasn't read past what we're talking yeah. about in this episode, so we should not reference things that haven't happened yet.
1: Spoilers, yes.
2: Yeah, I think we both struggle with yeah. it. We do that Gosh, what a, where do I start? Because I'll just tell you this. During the pandemic, you know the one I yep, mean.
1: Yeah, the one. Uh, oh,
2: that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, No, the, between the two that have happened in our lifetime, the one more recently. Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. I'm familiar with their work. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> 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 their
2: work. Oh, anyway, so I during the pandemic, what happened was I couldn't do any of the things that I would normally do. And so I start... At some point, making this list of all these things in fandoms in general that I haven't engaged in, like writing fan fiction or writing filk mm. music, which turns into wizard rock. And I think, why haven't I tried these things? These things seem like fun. And the answer was always, I just haven't given it a shot yet. Yeah. And with most of them, I found that once I started giving it a shot, something really good has actually come from it.
1: Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, i that's the same thing. I found, I yeah, I found fandom just before everything, you know, happened and things were shut down. You couldn't do anything. And I'm just, it's the best thing that could have happened when you're stuck at home and whatnot. And now look at what we're doing now. I mean, we've, oh, we're have we going over a year. We're into our second year of doing this podcast. And it's just absolutely insane. That
0: is mental. <laughs> oh! I still cannot wrap my head around this. I mean, I yeah. know we've talked about it a lot and it should have sunk in by now it hasn't and i mean initially when the when all the pandemic stuff started and everything started getting locked down having the things like discord communities Mm -hmm. where you know you could actually still have some semblance of human interaction was life-saving to me it was actually the thing that kept me going Mm -hmm. so so now to have this blossom out of that and to have the opportunity to chat to awesome people like you is incredible to me i'm so excited to dive into today's episode did you want to talk about who we're going to be shipping today okay so
2: we are talking today about wolf starbucks which is so much fun to say isn't Mm -hmm. it fun to say that yes it's just it's a fun word and i will admit like everything else about me there's a story here (laughs) nothing about me doesn't have a story so buckle up for that so megs My dear, Mm -hmm. I asked you for a list of ships because I wrote... A Christmas song yes. for a wizard rock compilation album and then you very generously I didn't know you were doing this you put it on your feed yeah. so if listeners go back through your feed they will find the 12 days of shipmas. Yes. and as I'm looking at all these ships I'm thinking okay I need to pick out ones that I would ship myself that have intriguing names and then the struggle was do I just say the names of the characters mm-hmm. do I say the ship name and I went back and forth I think I kept it about even on both sides yeah. but when I got to wolf starbucks i said okay this name has all of the ring and all of the impact of that wonderful five golden rings that moment in the song
1: yes it was so perfect
2: the one everybody looks for so i i turned that into wolf starbucks please like that yes so and funny. then I'm thinking, I, I, I saw the name, I used the name, and then I start thinking more about the ship itself between, I mean, Wolf-Starbucks, so it's Remus Lupin, James Potter, and Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. Yes, Not necessarily, I'm, trying, I, I'm going through my mind. Wolf, okay, that's Remus, Star, okay, that's Sirius. And, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Point <laughs> is, I got, them all, I got all the names in there. They're yes. there. Yeah. They are there. And I'm thinking... This is of all the ships that I know that I would ship myself. This is one of the only poly ships that I hear that much about. Mm -hmm. You guys might know a little bit better than I do, but I feel like of all the poly ships that probably exist out there, this is the one that I hear mentioned every now and then. And the others, almost at least from where I'm standing, don't really get mentioned that much at all. And it kind of makes sense if you think about it, because it's this. Trio of lovable scamps, and mm-hmm. most of their adventures were when they were about that age yes. when you would be experimenting mm-hmm. with various <laughs> things. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Yes, indeed. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay, fine. Then I'll just bring it back to um, my own personal
0: experience. <laughs> so, I don't know, Megs, do you want to talk about some of the things you experimented with at that age? <laughs> because i mean i could go down a rabbit hole here but i mean i don't i don't want to deprive our lovely guest of their opportunity to (laughs) enlighten our listeners with what i'm sure will be a absolutely coruscating um (laughs) wonderful series of stories
1: nathan and his words
0: (laughs) Um, so on the topic of our ship, I am, I'm so excited because I don't know if you know, Jeff, but uh, a while ago we were supposed to do two Wolfstar themed episodes Mm -hmm. and we did, we did those. (laughs) Um, but the thing is, while we focused a lot on like the individual characters and who they were as people, we didn't really focus on the ship very much. Cause I, what happened was I got so excited Mm -hmm. that I went off on a massive, long tangent and then we never actually talked about the two of them together so this is my chance yes i'm seizing my opportunity yes. to put things right and i'm gonna do that by sandwiching james in the middle of them Fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so i have
2: to tell you something okay I think it was before we hit record. I mentioned to the two of you that I don't write down everything word for word that I need to say, but I do bullet point some things I don't want to forget.
1: Yes. I yeah. did
2: write a bullet point in here, and I will now read that for you word for word. And then I, nice. Nathan, I you've just answered this for me, actually. <laughs> Who is in the middle of the sandwich? I said. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah. well, wow. Well, I mean, I think... I think it depends on where they're at in life as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think they i don't think they would settle for not being adventurous with each other. So I think at various times they'd all be in the middle of that sandwich is my head cannon for this. But maybe, I don't know, am I jumping into the sexy stuff too quickly? <laughs> Who am I kidding? We're 14 minutes in. Of course it's not too fast. <laughs> I don't think so.
2: No, if it's what you want to talk about, talk about it. Because I thought actually, if it, you think about things like that, especially as you surround Yourself with people within the queer community, you hear all different mm-hmm. terms thrown out. You hear people talk about their preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear people say if they're tops or bottoms or verse. Or what are they? And then when yeah. you talk about characters, especially in fan fictions in this kind of arena, you start to wonder things like that about them too. Mm-hmm. So, of course, with people like James, Sirius, and Remus, who have all such strong personalities, but in different ways, you can't help but wonder, is one of them a top? Is one of them strictly a bottom? Mm-hmm. Is one of them versatile? Can two of them be the same? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I picture James in the middle of the sandwich just because I feel like Sirius is a top top for sure he's got that top energy yeah for me. he does he does radiate top energy yeah mm-hmm. even if like maybe maybe if it's a special occasion and he and remus he'll have a moment alone together and it's <laughs> maybe if it's remus's birthday he's like i've got something i'd like to try out on you and oh, sirius man. says oi oi let's go for it <laughs> <laughs> but not like it's not gonna be an everyday thing, mm-hmm. but Remus to me, I mean, he's he's a soft boy. He's he's, oh, he's like yeah. I picture little Remus Lupin as like that little cinnamon roll boy. Mm-hmm. Like he's definitely the semi in the in the yeah. This was a BL relationship. He's the semi. <laughs> I believe I've got that right. Semi is the smaller.
1: I think I do, I I know the term, but I could not verify, which I should be able to verify, but
2: i literally just I, I literally just heard these terms in a in a uh yaoi that i was watching with my wife i should know okay if i'm wrong i yo know, i'm just gonna use the terms in plain english he's the bottom because he is he's very quiet he's very shy he's just going to just lie there and want to connect with his partner he's not i mean did not just lie there he's gonna probably get into it
0: I, well I also think it's sometimes the quiet ones you have to watch out for mm-hmm. um, and I definitely think if Remus bottoms he's going to be a power bottom like he's go- definitely going to want to take charge from the pillow up from the pillow up, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> the pillow
2: up. I, I, well oh my I, god you guys my wife heard her, is hearing me from the other room she just texted me Seme is the top thanks honey <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice! I, this relationship sounds incredible. This can I just say, like, is I fantastic. oh, of all the relationships
2: that I am a fan of, I am the biggest fan of the relationship that my wife and I have with each other. Let's get that
0: right. Mm-hmm, that wonderful. is incredible. If I end up with somebody that sends me those sorts of texts, I'll know that I've hit the jackpot right there. <laughs> oh, it's it's wonderful
2: because normally I'm in here. I'm. I'm Analyzing chapters from books that we've read or we're talking about relationships between characters and different things or, or I'm do I've I do so many of these in a year now and a lot of times It's usually me trying not to be too loud while my wife is still sleeping in the other room mm. But I mean now I've got a topic that she could actually Probably you know offer some input on so yeah, she could text me from the other room, but it's fine
0: <laughs> perfect
2: nice. nice next time she'll have
0: to come on the pod yes. oh me. absolutely yeah. we should do that
1: <laughs> yeah so for me well i think i'm just kind of to circle back a little bit as you mentioned that it being one of the more popular poly ships that you kind of come across on the regular mm-hmm. i feel like part of it is like one we have marauders era with very few characters to play with like you think of it that way and then when it comes down to even like wolf star fic or things like that it's like Peter often gets the shit end of the stick like if you think about it like he's often like either not written or like loosely in the background or whatever so as far as like oh the marauders together except Peter you know what I mean like it's just kind of and
2: Peter was there
1: yes we got like if they're the Skylar
2: sisters he's not even Peggy (laughs) (laughs)
1: he's
2: not even Peggy He's
0: the turntable.
2: He's the plot device. Now we're doing this. We're going here. This is where we are. So everybody get ready. Sirius is definitely Angelica. (laughs) James is Eliza. (laughs) And Remus is Aunt Peggy. Oh, oh I, wow. Uh, fan artists of the world lend me your energy and write <laughs> the marauders as the skylar sisters and then just kind of make peter like i somebody who was also there. So- <laughs> oh, you know what? Make peter Aaron Burr, sir.
0: Oh. Oh, that's
1: oh, actually that's a really good one. That's a really good one.
0: Yes, I I love that. I love that idea. Yes, please, someone go and write that and mm-hmm. send it to us. That'd be incredible. Not that you listen to any of my other suggestions, but you know what? I'm holding out hope. <laughs> I, I am I am desperately clinging to my last little bit of self respect to be mm-hmm. like someone out there will listen to me because this idea is incredible and it's come from Jeff. It's not it's not a Nathan sponsored idea. So this already
1: yeah. So maybe someone will care.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what? Tell you what. Why don't we say that
2: uh, Jeff wrote the idea, but Nathan Ghost wrote the idea.
0: There we go. I, uh, yes, <laughs> I, I mean, I I definitely fit the profile of someone who is very barely involved with anything and can just float in a corner seamlessly. So that will that will absolutely ring true. Definitely. No, that AU is is definitely something that I need. And just well. Any more Hamilton stuff in mm-hmm. my life in general will not be a bad thing. I cannot say enough good things about that musical. Um, but if we keep on this topic, I, I'm going to be a dangerously close to singing as King George. And I can't do that. to the, I just can't do that to <laughs> listeners. So- I'll do it.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'll do it. I have pulled
0: that song out at karaoke night and I am not afraid to do it again. Nice. Nice. I got asked once what character I would love to play in a musical, and it's that right there. Not only because he has uh, 10 minutes of stage time, but also those 10 minutes are easily the highlight of the whole thing.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah. All right, um, back
1: to the ship because we're not we're not going to have another Wolf Star times two episode. No,
0: wolf, wolf Starbucks, please. Yes. Look, this isn't this is not my fault. Okay, I'm just very excited to have such a dynamic guest on with us, mm-hmm. and you know if, if they want to talk Hamilton, who am I to stop them? Right. Know, I'm, I'm so I'm just so excited. Anyway, yes. you
2: can try, but it doesn't work with
0: my own co-host. Why should it work here? <laughs> yeah. I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're just embracing the chaos at this point. Yes. But Indeed. back to our back to our uh, threesome. Um, yes. We were with like I still think of them as fairly um, malleable and interchangeable in mm. terms of position, but I think maybe that's a little bit of bias coming at this from my point of view because I think of, you know, they're animagi at the same time. So they're so we already know that they're shapeshifters. So they're used to being more than one thing for at least mm-hmm. part of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I maybe I'm reading that actually into their characters. But obviously, I mean, like you were saying, I think they're a popular ship because it's not very, it's not a big leap for us to see that they're really close. Mm -hmm. They've grown up through war, through real adversity and through personal hardship. And whenever, you know, that sort of um, galvanises you, you do grow close together to people. And I I can really see this becoming a thing. Now, I suppose there will be some listeners, you know, amongst our jolly troop that say, (laughs) yeah, but, you know... um, you you talk about how uh Sirius and Remus are canon so how can James fit in there but I to... <laughs>
2: Sorry I should not have interrupted not just not that was I... an involuntary that was in I I, I that's where I that you was do. an involuntary spasm cuz you said how does James fit in here and I'm like oh, <laughs> in the
1: sandwich <laughs>
0: exactly listen you do not need to apologize for mm-hmm. any ad hoc interjections you want to make and make as many of them as you want like because I have a tendency to ramble unless somebody stops me and it's probably good that we have a third person in here to yes. interject because Meg's is too nice to me and yes. she lets me waffle on for 20 minutes and then goes "Aha! Uh-huh, I've no idea what you were saying but anyway yes. here's what I wanted to add yeah.
2: <laughs> well isn't that an interesting way to put it it's good that we have a third person in here and what are we here to talk about today uh-huh. aha yeah. pairing with a third person yeah. in here mm-hmm. isn't it yeah balance nice one things it, work out. Yeah. Exactly. It's a triangle. <laughs> yes. So for
1: these guys, I definitely, I'm thinking from the aspect of like, okay, I mean, I know you had mentioned kind of them, you know, having trials and tribulations and things like that. But also it's like James did come, was like the one that kind of came from what we can understand a very like positive, loving, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of entitled background like sometimes we can Mm -hmm. see him as like cocky or kind or whatever we can anything like that then we have Sirius who's like the rebel who completely was like I am not about anything that my parents are or family stand for and then we have Remus who we know is like he's just excited to have friends that care you know like that found out he's a werewolf and don't care like they were still there for him and I think that that's absolutely wonderful for for them to kind of have found kind of find something different that they needed because maybe James needed an alternative point of view from his more like stable pure blood existence versus you know like it just who knows what his experience is or what he thought and felt before meeting all of these boys you know what i mean so yeah yeah good yeah and um but i also it's i can't help but think that it's like if we're going like okay we're going canon which is sad because obviously people die but (laughs) but i could see lily being like hey i know you love your friends and i know you need them so we're in an open relationship and you have your boyfriends and then we're also married and it's everything's great
2: (laughs) like this isn't my thing but it's clearly your thing and i fell in love with you for who you are so whatever there is between you and these other people that's what you all have and what you and i have is something you'll never have with them it can all exist and it's perfectly fine
1: exactly i definitely it it was a long time ago but i read a fic like that and i was like i was like lily that's amazing like you're awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. she even she like conspired with the friends. Well, Lily I feel like
0: would
2: be the most mature out of all these
0: people.
1: Yeah, it's just it's so yeah. funny. So.
0: I feel like Lily is at least emotionally mature enough to know that it's unrealistic to expect all things from one person. You know, and what better way mm-hmm. to express that than by saying, you know, love is love, but not all love has to flow through me you know Mm -hmm. you can have other relationships and i i they're they're far too like i don't want to say maybe experimental is not the right word but they're far too Mm open-minded anyway to be pigeonholed into these easily um definable heteronormative boxes i've never seen either james or lily like that anyway maybe lily's off having fun with with other people as well yeah um who knows but i love that i definitely think of all of them uh lily is obviously the most sort of emotionally attuned or Mm self-aware she's the hermione in this situation right
2: Mm. so i look at uh, these three young men and as they're starting to come of age and realize things about themselves i mean i can relate to that I kind of look at Sirius and I see if this has probably been established by other people before me that Sirius is the young man who realizes he's attracted to other young men and he is unashamed of it, but it causes problems with his family, which goes along with what's going on in the canon books because he doesn't gel with the rest of his family's beliefs. Mm -hmm. That's what happens there. Whereas with Remus, he's worried that if people find out that they're gonna judge him. But then he meets these friends who actually understand him quite a lot, and not only do they not judge him, but they embrace him. That also gels with the canon because Mm -hmm. of what happens to Remus when he's a child in the books. Now, James is the one that I relate to the most, not because of me, but because of people that I knew. I don't know if other people had a similar experience in high school but this actually ended up happening to me a lot. One night, I was staying the night with a friend. He is straight. He is still straight, far as I know. <laughs> haven't seen him okay. for a But I don't know how often this happens to other people, but we were spending the night together, and I guess he had some needs, and no one was available but me. Uh-huh. And he starts to wonder, is it different? And so yes. he found out that was my first experience with another person who had the same equipment as well yeah Mm. okay (laughs) i found it very enjoyable i don't actually know how he found it all i know is he did not ask me to do it again again (laughs) and what was interesting was as far as i know He never told anybody, and until years after high school, neither did I. And I never told this to anybody that would have known him. However, there were many times in high school where I was in that situation. I'm spending the night with a friend. He is straight. He's got needs. All that's available is me. So he decides this is a safe environment in which for me to explore this. And I... It was weird for me only because these guys weren't trading notes. People weren't writing things about me on the bathroom wall for a good time. Here's Jeff's AOL handle because we were still using AOL handles back then. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. For all the kids listening to the episode who don't know, AOL Instant Messenger is what we had before Facebook, and it was worse because you couldn't use the phone at the same time. Don't worry about it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, do you remember dial up? Actually, it's depressing to talk mm-hmm. in these terms because I realize how old I am. But yeah, you could be- because you couldn't use the phone at the same time. You used to have to ration when you could be on the internet because you'd need to leave the phone line clear for your parents whenever they need this. So, it was mm-hmm. it was a whole big thing. And I mean, we didn't have AOL in Britain, but we used like MSN Messenger mm-hmm. and various various different things and um yeah it was it was a time i mean i didn't personally have those experiences in high school because um i was a bit of a late bloomer and sort of existed in a in a in a sexless bubble, I suppose, is the best way to describe that, where I just, because I was going through other stuff, it I wasn't consciously aware uh, that I w- had that side to myself until pretty late on. So until I was, like, in my last year of A-levels, like, just before I went off to uni, and then, oh, boy, did I overcompensate. But, you know, that's a story for another time. <laughs> um... Uh, but possible story for another time. Yes, but anyway, <laughs> I hearing those sto- I hear those stories all the time through my friends, and part of me is still mystified by it because, like you say, it's not like people still have communal group chats for this sort of thing. But as far as I can gather, it does sort of regularly happen, and I, I'm well. I suppose you know we're in twenty twenty two. I'm still very confused by labels. I don't really understand mm-hmm. why people insist on put in, putting them on things. Still, but I mean,
2: No. yeah. But he, um, uh, he's he's ha- he's got a good point about labels because, as a culture, I feel like a lot of people are moving towards. I don't like labels. I don't need labels. Why does everything need a label? And yet. As the spectrum of gender and sexuality and everything else gets broader, the list of labels gets longer, yes. not
1: shorter.
2: <laughs> because yes! you can't take the labels back. And that tells me that some people, not everybody, need the labels mm-hmm. because to some people, labels help people to understand Themselves, yes. They take these things that they didn't mm-hmm. know what they were, and if they can define them, if they can find other people who also meet a criteria that they feel like suits them, then that can be comforting. It's just that it's not required in order to engage with this part of the community.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. I'm crying now. <laughs> Because honestly, I had that moment probably, I don't know, like a little over a month ago or something like that. And I wouldn't have figured it out if it wasn't for fandom and exposure to people with different sexualities and labels. Like you said, when I finally Mm -hmm. like came across like asexuality and that I didn't understand that it wasn't just like, oh, I don't want to be with people. You know what I mean? Like I thought of it as like, oh, that's just someone who just wants to be alone forever. But it's not, that's a spectrum in itself. And once I did more research, I realized I was like, wow, I fit on this like, spe- like I fit on the spectrum and it's like this is me like this is me I never understood why I was the way I was or why I made the choices that I make or think the way I think and it just it just hit me and then even then I was crying I was like I know what I am now and I understand me so much more and I wouldn't have had that happen if it wasn't for the queer community and the people that I get you know interact with on the regular that I just I probably would have gone my whole life just thinking I was broken you know what I mean like it's just one of those things that you don't understand until you understand it and now it's just it was so freeing like in that so I am one of those people who's like I have a label and I embrace it and I love it and it did so much for me so that really hit home
0: <laughs> nice I'm just like inwardly up cheering and applauding and yeah. crying <laughs> but, but yes I, well I'm done, so, Megs. I, <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just grateful that that um, it spaces like this that it have encouraged you to be more mm-hmm. um, exploratory about yourself. That's never a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so happy that you've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. But then also, it, this gets me thinking, like back to fan fiction, mm-hmm. and like maybe one of the reasons that we're so that we're delighted by it we continue to read it is because characters get to be in the moment who they need to be and who they want to be with other people without the need for a society to tie it back to mm-hmm. and without all of these sort of extra expectations outside of the world of the fic so this is it can be a really um sort of unfettered exploration of everything that the writer wants to discuss, essentially. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so delightful, especially when we talk about something like Wolf Starbucks, where it can be exactly what it needs to be. They can be who they need to be for each other in that moment. And, you know, it's because of the freedom in relationships like that that we're ultimately able to take those positive steps for ourselves. Indeed. So
1: my question is, who do you, is there, okay, so how do you think the relationship happened? Like as far as the timeline, was it something that two people got together and then the other person got curious? Or maybe one person was like, I love these two people or I'm interested. Like, what do you think as far as the the journey of these three together?
2: Well, the way that makes sense to me, we, we, we mean, we know that James and Sirius, they meet on the train, yep. they become instant friends, mm-hmm. and then they meet Remus in their house. You know, all of that, the first couple of years, all of that happens as it were. As far as the romantic aspect, I would say sometime around probably between their fourth and fifth year, probably, because, you know, you have this, this group of people that probably also includes Peter. Mm-hmm. And they're, they they talk about every now and then, like, oh, that person's quite pretty. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind giving them one. Yeah. <laughs> the te- teenagers, things that teenagers say to each other, just kind of joking around. Yes. You see somebody attractive out in public, and you just sort of maybe even every now and then, serious will throw one out. And then he'll kind of say, oh, look at that person. They're quite fetching. And then they'll look over at Remus and see if Remus is reacting to what they're saying. Like, oh, have I caught his attention? Does he care that I'm finding somebody else attractive? Mm -hmm. Or Remus might... he might say something off head to serious one day like they're all having dinner in the great hall saying so i was reading um i was i was reading this um this fiction book that i found it's a muggle fiction book that my dad sent me and there were these two young men in it and they were kissing and i thought oh that's nice
1: how delightful <laughs> and i thought how wonderful that was so yes nice. i thought oh
2: i could get into what that
0: wondrous new horizons
2: just, oh this shall be a naughty caprice <laughs> 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 no, and then entered james because he's literally in the middle of it we've established that Yeah, (laughs) And so then Mm -hmm. you have the part in a group friendship where people have to have individual conversations about things. Like James is saying to Sirius, look, obviously you keep trying to get Remus's attention and you know he's shy. Just talk Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. He's probably not going to be very forthcoming about it as you are, but he'll understand you. He cares about you. And then he goes to Remus and he's... Maybe taking a different approach. Like, I see James going to uh, Remus and saying, So, um I noticed that uh, Sirius was wearing a new shirt the other day, and I thought, um Oh, that fits him quite nicely, doesn't it? What do you think? <laughs> Exa- similar to what Remus would say when he's trying to get Sirius's attention, he's saying, Look, this is what you're doing with Sirius, and it's mm-hmm. obviously not working, and I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. I'm not going to tell him anything you don't want me to tell him, but. I think it's pretty clear the two of you should probably have a conversation. Like he's the catalyst that gets Wolfstar yes. going. Going.
1: I and totally then see
2: that. Because he's got this connection between each of these people in getting them together, then when the time comes for James to be vulnerable and say, there's things I have questions about, there's mm-hmm. things I'm wondering about, there's things about me that I'm learning. Because sometimes, you don't even know until it comes out of your mouth that you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. I remember the day yeah. that I first acknowledged that another man was attractive. I say, man, we were teenage boys. Let's get mm-hmm. that right. It was talking to my friend, Felicia. She was talking about how her younger brother, Michael, he was somewhere between 13 and 14. I was somewhere between 14 and 15. She was saying how he's starting to grow up and girls are starting to notice and they're coming around the house to see him all the time. And Mm -hmm. she's saying, well, you do have to admit he is a little cutie. And I said, yeah, he kind of is. And then immediately, it's like that part in the movie where the world is on pause, but the main character is the only one moving and they're like, wait, yeah, what did I just say? Yeah, I, I must have meant it because I said it and, and I didn't say it just to say it but at the same time I, 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 I didn't know I was going to say that and then you go home yeah. and you lie down and your face is in your pillow like oh what do I do now
0: mm-hmm. that's what and I can Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were done. Continue. No, no, no. It's okay. I could go all day. Jump in. Jump in. No, I I was just going to say very quickly, I could absolutely see James being that as well because he's come from this position where he's essentially been the golden boy Mm -hmm. growing up. He's had this loving family. He's known his position in the wizarding world for so long. Nothing's knocked him off his Mm centre. But then all of a sudden, you know, being around all of this new information... uh, what if he suddenly starts to question who he is after he's played matchmaker and he starts to realize he's invested in it for more than just the happiness of his two friends. Like Mm -hmm. he starts to realize there's a lot more going on. Like his stake in it is a lot more personal and intimate. And I... I. Because that's such an interesting arc for James. Because we see him as so confident and cocky mm-hmm. and sure of himself. W- once that's stripped away and he gets to be vulnerable, what's that James like? Right. You know?
1: Yeah. Because what I what I picture is kind of like what was already said is Wolfstar gets together and probably at some point they're like, okay, we're going to be open about this. And then they, they come out essentially to school and everyone knows that they're a thing and then james being like he's the poster child of like the jock you know like he did quidditch and whatever Mm. like potentially that toxic masculinity energy and things like that but he could be that person where like hey say that people were saying something especially if it was like other people on the quidditch team like either sees them you know around or makes comments and he's like hey you need to you know cut that out and part of it is like him figuring out like not only are they hurting my friends that I love I'm realizing that it's hitting something in me that I didn't know bothered me because it was different and then starts yeah. to I, like then there's like that that start that nugget of like seeing them as happy as they are you know it's like they share a room together yeah. like they do yeah. everything together and then for them to like it, to him to see that and then him you know you think about it like he's obviously been chasing potentially lily his entire you know like hogwarts square yeah. not that he didn't have other people on the route to that but that was his main goal like what if he then thought that that's what he wanted and that's what he should go for because of whatever reasons that he had but then he started realizing, you know, they have something that I actually, I wish, not just wish I had. I'm like, I want that. Like, I want to be a part of that. Like you said, it's like they're two people that I love and I wanted them to be happy and put them together. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to be in this sandwich. exactly and
2: that's something else about it that makes absolute sense to me because I've seen this as well because when you were describing the typical jock toxic masculine character it made me think do either of you happen to watch uh, the Netflix series sex education
1: I haven't yet I mean it's been on my list but I haven't yet but you can say whatever (laughs) I I
2: cannot remember the name of the character for the life of me uh, but he's the headmaster's son and at the beginning of the series he's dating all these girls he's Mm -hmm. the man he's sleeping around and bragging about it and you know, typical TV jock stuff, but yes. then he slowly starts to. It takes a very typical turn. He starts to develop a crush on another male character. And at first, he wants to keep the relationship all secret. Yes. And then he has that moment of, forgive me for using the term gay panic, where mm-hmm. suddenly he starts acting very homophobic towards him to put off any signs people might be picking up on. But then he decides, you know what? I'm miserable living this way. And I don't yeah. want to hurt people that I'm supposed to care about. I could see it going that way with James. But- A slightly more comforting explanation that I feel like gels with what I was saying previously is... I was talking earlier about the spectrum of sexuality because people wonder those things about these characters too, like Mm -hmm. would Sirius be bisexual? Because it's not that he doesn't like women, it's just he hasn't found one he likes as much as Remus. Is Remus Mm -hmm. gay because, or would Remus be the bisexual because he ends up with Tonks? But people change the canon as they will. With James, I see him being... Maybe this is just me wanting everybody to be a pan pizza like me. But with James, (laughs) it's never been about, oh, this person's a man, this person's a woman, I can be the top, I can be the bottom. None of that is what's important. What's important is who can I connect with on a level other than just being physical together Mm -hmm. and that's why the wolf Starbucks ship makes sense because he's closer to these two people than he is to anybody else and I think that includes Lily because his connection to Lily doesn't start until much later unless you adjust the canon as you like it but it's not that he's attracted to men and here are two men he's attracted to it's that he has this deep connection to these Two other people and they've shared something that he's never going to be able to have again with other people because it's special. Yeah. And also Peter is there, but he's not in it.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Peter's he's,
2: yeah. he's Just... not even Peggy. <laughs>
0: Peter is the voyeur in this situation. Oh, yeah, he would be, wouldn't he?
1: The first time you mentioned it, like, after you start kept talking, I was like, oh, Hamilton reference. I thought you said pegging. And I was like, he's not even pegging. <laughs>
0: I'm like, okay. I'm sorry, I need a moment to get over that image. Well. <laughs> okay. I mean,
2: some people in the right setting <laughs> maybe after quite a lot of fire mm-hmm. whiskey
0: mhm uh mhm
2: <laughs> um uh, and, uh, this is the part of the show where we just sit around and say mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but this is this is my <gasps> my sort of British prudishness coming to the fore now where usually like our American guests are a lot more comfortable talking about their own experience mm-hmm. and being very forthright about who they are and as Brits we're all hardline conditioned to never put yourself first mm-hmm. never talk about your own experience directly so this podcast has been an eye-opening experience for me because it has allowed me to do that to a certain degree but I'm still too like I'm not yet at the level at where I want to be where I'm like oh yeah that mm-hmm. massively applies to me as well and being absolutely totally you know upfront uh, uh, where that's concerned but this is another reason why I love talking about these characters at Hogwarts at this time. Because the fact that they are doing this is massively stereotype-breaking for somebody like me, who is naturally more prudish mm-hmm. or more reserved, or, or well, I say that like I am now. That's not really <laughs> who I am anymore. But that's certainly what I grew up like, mm-hmm. you know? And that was very much what my school environment was like. I mean, you did have people that weren't that but they were very much the outliers and so uh, when I read Harry Potter I assumed that their school was a lot like my school but now having like getting to talk to you both and hearing your experiences uh of this and what school was like for you it it, it's really it's eye opening on more than one level is what I want to say and Mm -hmm. the fact that these characters and this this the idea of this hypothetical can create a conversation like this is precisely what's magical about this like community mm-hmm. and why I love this podcast so much. Because it's like every week I learn something about myself that I did not know was there. And if that's what's happening for other people as well, why isn't this like, like I'm, I'm talking about this like it's, a sort of an extension of group therapy i don't feel like that either mm-hmm. but i'm like also this is healthy yeah like why isn't this more a regular part of the conversations that we have with each other you know i'm, I'm like i'm glad that i get this i get to have this for me but also like why isn't this more normal yet yeah. Do, does anyone else feel like that yeah. stigma mm-hmm. violence yeah.
2: Rich white guys yeah. being in power, not wanting the world oh, to be different <laughs> from how it is now because then they'll have less power. I mean, really, everything yeah. comes back to that. Yeah. Rich white guys wanting to stay rich white guys forever. Yeah.
0: Yes. I mean, oh, you yeah. pull
2: one brick out of that Jenga tower and the whole thing comes tumbling down.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you've got a point. And um, maybe that's why, again, we like fan fiction because it doesn't have to be governed by those rules mm-hmm. and by that model of how society works. And isn't it amazing how freeing that feels? Yes. And when yeah, when those characters get to be happy or the situation mm-hmm. gets to be good in whatever way, you breathe a sigh of relief as the reader. And like, if it's possible in fan fiction, it ought to be possible in real life. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel. But I yeah. agree. No, maybe it's.
1: Escapism at its best.
2: (laughs) Certainly. And what always makes me, this makes me laugh about fan fiction more than anything, is I say things like that to people all the time about how freeing it is, how wonderful it is, how everybody should be allowed to do what they like and be happy with it because nobody's getting hurt. And if you don't like it, then just don't read it. And it doesn't matter at all. And then as soon as I say something like that, I encounter a fan fiction like the one where Harry gets gets pregnant by a centaur and I'm like, oh right. <laughs> so the universe was clearly listening in on my conversation and immediately decided to put my open mindedness to the to test. The test. <laughs> Thanks, universe. I hate it.
0: <laughs> Me like, the, um drop is...
1: that link please <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's like <laughs> me in the corner being slightly awkward Ooh. about how I'm mildly turned on by that suggestion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> hey, you
2: know what? Ooh. There are there are stories like that where to a lot of people it probably seems really really off putting, but then you're the one reading it, going,
1: "Oh, yeah." Exactly. Anybody. Yeah.
2: I mean, it happens a lot. Yes. I mean, there's. Um, I met a voice actor at a convention I worked a couple months ago who plays a character in a show that's actually done quite well on Netflix called Beast Stars. You may have heard of that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is. I mean, we even chatted about it for a little while. There's mm-hmm. people who would walk up to her table for autographs and they would want a, an autograph on a picture of her character from that show. But it's like... They were being more discreet Like they were buying something they weren't supposed to But it's on the table with everything else And it's all the same It's all good And I can't construct a better metaphor than this For why people should be able to just enjoy the things they like As long as it isn't facilitating any harm against other people It's just anthropomorphized animals And if you don't like it Then watch whatever Netflix stand-up special has come out Today there'll be <laughs> yes! another one tomorrow,
0: and just let people enjoy things, will yeah. you? Thanks. Yeah, you're you're so right. And as you were talking, I was thinking: Have either of you seen the Netflix show Heartstoppers?
2: Yes, heard of it. Haven't watched it yet, but it's on my it's on my list. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's so relevant as well mm-hmm. to this whole James Seamus James. R- nope can't james james sirius remus there we go Mm -hmm. i got the got the character names out eventually
2: isn't that one of harry's children (laughs) james (laughs)
0: sirius (laughs) remus (laughs) albus severus whatever (laughs) albus severus dumbledore yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the 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 point was going to be that the um the series is it's just a really cute touching lgbtq plus um sort of uh i suppose not not necessarily mockumentary style but it, it's it focuses on high school characters uh, and their journey into themselves as they discover who they are as people mm-hmm. um, and it's just really cute and touching and um I I loved it but it also could be um it the, the sort of the setting for a Uh, wolf starbucks au Mm -hmm. in which they all sort of discover who they are alongside each other Mm -hmm. and as you were talking you were talking about other netflix shows i just had to mention that one because i i've only recently seen it like maybe about a week ago and i was just like this is so wholesome Mm -hmm. and it's it's really it was really refreshing and relaxing for me to be able to watch something that was lgbtq themed that also wasn't full of angst or problems or you know there were you know there are obvious dramatic moments and and roadblocks to these characters but it wasn't but they were like no one that's just relationships yeah exactly yeah even even,
2: even if you're gonna do one of those au's which i think is great when they do aus where it doesn't have to be about overcoming adversity because Mm -hmm. of who or what you are not that those stories don't need to be told they absolutely do because Mm -hmm. people do need to see that representation but there are stories of people learning about themselves becoming who they are and it's not about dealing with homophobic parents or dealing with Bullying because you're a trans person my heart goes out to people in the community who do have to deal with those things But every once yeah. in a while it's nice to get a fluff piece where it's yes. about something else. Yeah, you don't have to make it about them Defending the fact that they're gay right. say they right. can just yeah. be gay and that's just part of who they are Let's deal with all of the other stuff. They're dealing with
1: Right. Like if if het pairings can have their fluffy, you know, whatever, quote unquote, normal, just story, why can't everybody like it just, you know, That's, I think,
2: what they mean by, you know, you see all the time now on social media talking about, let's normalize this, let's normalize that. That's the thing that people are now, I think, wanting to normalize. Yeah. Queer characters who just exist in the space and there's other things that we can also talk about.
1: Right, and it's not like they're a token of like, oh, good, they included, you know, it's just, yeah, it just needs to be normal, like it shouldn't matter. It's like you don't need to walk into a room and be like, hi, I'm Megan, I'm a lesbian, you know what I mean, or whatever, like it's not yeah. like, hi, <laughs> <Meghan>. <laughs> or whatever, so it's just, uh, I've but, been a lesbian
2: yeah. for five months, three weeks, and two days. <laughs> <laughs> and six and a half hours, right? <laughs> but who's yeah. counting? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yes, no, I loved Heartstopper, and I actually saw for. Um, Yeah, a couple like fests already that have like prompts out for people to sign up and things. There's tons of people are asking for Heartstopper AUs for various characters, which I think is fantastic because we do get the jock that's questioning his sexuality and he's like, oh, I liked girls before, but now I like a guy and I'm not sure I'm ready to tell people. And then there's the boy that was outed and it wasn't his choice, but he's embraced it and he's happy with it. He's also been in a relationship with someone who is not about to come out and wanted to keep it secret and was very Mm -hmm. hurtful to him and I mean you just get all of it's it's like little blips of probably so many different queer experiences which is what I think makes it so special is it's just you go through each character has their own journey and they're all very unique and different and it's just it's just so wonderful like I love I love it it's just so it's so good so you'll have to watch it it's so good
2: (laughs) I wonder what you all would think of this too because sometimes I've thought this when I see how popular wolf star is or how popular wolf starbucks is do you feel like it's easier for people to move towards normalizing Gender and sexuality spectrums if you use characters who already have a bit of popularity to do it Because I feel like if assuming a situation where there aren't that many openly queer people at Hogwarts Mm -hmm. but then suddenly James and Sirius and Remus are the ones kind of leading the charge by example Mm -hmm. like is that Is it just, is it the right way to do it or is it almost too easy? That's a really
0: good question.
2: Um, Or is it like you said, is it like we we talk about the Marauders doing it because we don't have that many other characters from this era who'd be doing it? Because there's plenty of queer ships that happen in the in the Harry Potter fan fiction space, but it right. seems to me that a lot of them are kind of post-Hogwarts, either because right. the relationship yes. couldn't work at Hogwarts because one of them is too young for that, or because yeah. their paths mm-hmm. wouldn't cross until after the fact. Right. But with the Marauders, you, have, you pretty much have to do it at Hogwarts because unless you change the canon, right. they didn't live that
0: long when they left school. I was going to say that it probably does make it easier to conceptualise a normalcy around queer characters if you have more of a cultural foothold to base that um, those formative ideas off of. And I was speaking to a friend of mine about Heartstoppers who said it made him nostalgic for a kind of high school that he never attended. Like, that wasn't his experience growing up. And he wished it was, mm. um, because he was dealing with a lot of you know internalised homophobia and shame around his identity, mm-hmm. and um, and I felt that as well to a certain degree, and we were talking about it, and I thought, you know, it takes me back to fan fiction and the idea of. If it's acceptable in this author's mind to codify characters in this way, then there must be people around you that are also living with that as mm-hmm. like acceptable values and an acceptable way to be. Because I think a lot of what we were coming up against when we were kids was this idea that, um you know alternative sexualities the idea of sexualities being a spectrum full stop was somehow morally um morally weird if not you know because i didn't particularly come from a an ardent religious background or uh, you know i didn't have any of those barriers to overcome per se but there was always this social stigma of if you are other like, cause I had this thing of like I'm already disabled, so I didn't want to be more other. I didn't want to be, like be gay as well. And so there was this thing of like, oh yeah, I'm really good. like I'm I'm setting myself up for, um, like to be knocked down essentially. And this was a a, a thing that I was discussing with my friend after having watched this show, which is that. We're like, it's such a lovely show. And I'm so glad there's a generation of young people specifically coming up, having, being able to watch this Mm -hmm. and having that positive example for them. But I am also, there's part of me that is, that feels a little bit bittersweetly about it because we had to grow up through this really sort of grey area that thankfully now areas like fan fiction are sort of blasting apart that black tapestry of you know heteronormativity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: the only the only thing i thought of is like because uh going back to like so few you know marauders characters it's like you there it's often a side pairing but like dorcas um meadows and marlene mckinnon are often like seen as like a femme slash ship like Mm -hmm. added on Mm -hmm. as like kind of with wolf's wolf star i guess you could Say, I haven't read a lot of them. I mean, personally, I haven't read a lot of Wolfstar. It's really weird because it's one of the only (laughs) slash pairings so far that I've really come across that I'm actually not super excited about. And I don't know why. I don't have have a a (laughs) theory about this. I don't have a good reason. Okay, please tell me why.
0: I have no I have a theory and I was talking uh, to you about it the other day I was like if it's because if it's already canon as we've established Ah, that Wolfstar is Mm -hmm. things become more boring because they've already been explored now you could debate whether Wolfstar's canon I suppose Mm -hmm. but uh, Wolfstar is canon to me full stop there's no wiggle room there so I think well as Xenophilius Lovegood once said prove that it is not
1: right there we go Uh, yes
0: exactly exactly (laughs) And as long as we all keep off of the dirigible plums of ignorance, mm-hmm. we'll be good.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, just keep uh, off somebody else's dirigible plums, more like.
1: Yeah, but it's it's
2: especially without consent. Yes, yes consent is sexy. We we, <laughs> yes. we we made a big point of that in our last Into the Fold episode.
1: Nice yeah it
2: was it was more about this experience between two characters, and it had to stop and we won't get into why because that's a whole other thing, but the point was that when a character was basically told we have to stop, he didn't push it, and that was very respectable
1: mhm- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah.
0: Good. I'm glad. That's what you that, don't usually
2: a... see. You yes. usually see with consent, people ask for it ahead of time, which is good. That's yeah. proper. That's how it ought to be. What you don't see a lot of examples mm-hmm. of are, okay, we need to stop. And then the other person says, it's okay. I understand.
1: hmm. Mm
0: hmm. Well, see, with Wolf Starbucks, I potentially see uh, there being an avenue there for consensual non consent. Mm. Because they're all anime guy and there's a potentially sort of more animalistic nature to mm. that side of themselves <laughs> there, there has to be there has to be room for that in their um let's say wanders through the forbidden forest at night yes. or you know whatever it happens to be you're right consent is sexy but i also think uh that these three are um very much into having those moments where things aren't as gentle and serene Mm, let's let's say yes Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely i mean i I, yeah i couldn't agree i couldn't agree more in that especially with like remus is secretly you know it's like he's as much as he is either like ashamed or embarrassed of his Wolfness, like that's still going to be a part of him. Mm-hmm. Sirius obviously turned into this, you know, dog for a reason, and and all yeah. of that. And so it's just, uh, yeah, no. That when
2: you think about it that way, isn't it interesting that the two that are most easily shipped together yes. as a canon pair are the two predatory animals? Yes. But, <laughs> and then you've got, and then you've got the one who is. Not a predator.
1: Okay. So, therefore, we we just came full circle and we're like, obviously, Mm -hmm. James is in the middle of the sandwich because he's a damn stag.
0: Problem solved. Oh,
1: we got it. He
2: can look after himself but also very sought after by
0: the predators. Yes.
1: Oh, my goodness. That
0: That's such an interesting way to frame that. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that before wow. and now it's all I'll see.
2: I never had either. I it literally just popped into my head like that.
1: Me, yeah, fantastic. Mm.
2: My goodness. <laughs> You never know, do
1: you? Nope. I just picture them like, uh, what is it, like, uh, leading up to the full moon? Like, you know, like, he hasn't, like, done his transformation, but he starts to get, like, like maybe personality-wise or, like, gets a little bit on edge, and then they have their little pre-full moon, like, ritual of things that they <laughs> do together, and then they go through the thing. And then it's a very, like, um, after everything happens, because obviously it's, like, they're dealing with, like, it's it's a really... You know, we, we think of transformation as being like painful or whatever. And he's like, you know, biting himself mm-hmm. and doing all these things. They have to be getting hurt to some aspects. So then after everything, they come together and it's like the aftercare of the situation. You know, them like getting through every month and then having that time together to like heal, which I think is really beautiful to think about, too.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah and that's the definitely the the fluffier side of that relationship yes. but that's also why it works because if you're going through something painful together you want that on the other side as well like the, I'm, okay so i guess there are people that literally just want to see them ship together mm-hmm. because they want to see particular kinds of scenes mm-hmm. but i mean i am definitely the sucker for the emotions that carry the relationship along as well i don't just need to see the primal side of them it's the um the fact that the three of them all really care for each other and that there is this environment of um you know we're like it's not just that we're getting through this together because we've been thrust together it's like we choose to be with each Mm -hmm. other that's the distinction i love to see made
2: me too And it's nicer to see, I think part of the, one reason I will say, uh, before we get into the wonderful, fluffy, I say wonderful, that's a bit self-serving, I wrote you guys a present, (laughs) Yay! and I brought it. Oh wow, I'm so happy about this. Before (laughs) we get into that though, I have to say that it's really, part of why I think I like this ship so much is, I like seeing a polyamorous relationship I said that like it's two different words. Polyamor- polyamorous. <laughs> it's nice to see a polyamorous relationship that works out better than the one polyamorous experience that I actually had.
1: Mm.
2: I bet you all thought okay. that. I bet you all thought that I wasn't going to tell this story, but here we go. <laughs> Oh please. I'm I'm going to strap myself in for this. <laughs> you work away. As you say in the intro, gird your loins and prepare to flood the basement, not even not even. It's I not mean, it's I, I was
0: <laughs> like I, I was not expecting to have to take my own instructions literally, but okay, you have consider my curiosity piqued. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> All right. So, in 10th grade so somewhere between 15 and 16 I started dating a girl named Abby you know dating when you're in 10th grade you don't go anywhere you just agree not to hold hands and kiss other people right? except for you know where (laughs) this is obviously headed yes but anyway so we're together for about a month and then one day out of the blue she says so I need to tell you that I've actually had a boyfriend for about two years and his name is Kyle and I don't want to feel like I'm cheating on him anymore. And I remember thinking, well, that's you know not great to hear, but yeah. okay. Because we've been together for a month. We hadn't really been through anything that deep yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I think it was about two weeks later. Speaking of AOL Instant Messenger, that's going to make a comeback in this story. <laughs> I get a message that says, hi, Jeff. My name is Kyle. I'm Abby's boyfriend. Oh, my
1: God.
0: What do you think the next message said? Oh, I I mean I I I think I could make an educated guess, but I also don't want to interrupt your flow. That I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the patter too much uh, like like envelop me in the narrative. Go on. Yes. All right. Well, I thought
2: that the next message was going to say, "I heard you were screwing around with my girlfriend. Right. You better leave her alone." Something like that. But yes. no, the next message said, "She showed me a picture of you. You're really cute. Would you like to go out sometime?" And oh. I think, "Wait a minute! Oh my God! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute! <laughs> is this what is happening? I didn't know. I didn't know." This, I'd never seen this before. This yeah. had never happened before. I didn't know that people did this. Mm-hmm. And for it to be with this person, because she just told me she doesn't want to feel like she's cheating on him. Now he's right. messaging me saying, hey, you're cute. Want to go out sometime? I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did you guys, like, did he tell her he was going to do this? Yeah. yeah. And then we went on, like, we, it was mostly that. But we did go on one date together.
1: So just the two I, of you. Oh, no no,
2: nope. no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Everyone uh-uh. was uh-uh. there. Uh uh. No, it wouldn't be a good Polly story if if it wasn't all of a <laughs> So... We went to the movies, again, very teenage thing to do. You go to a movie that nobody cares about because you're not going to watch the movie. You're going to do other things. (laughs) Sure, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. It was Miss Congeniality 2, a movie Mm -hmm. that nobody was interested in. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah, because once you know who it is, you don't need a sequel. (laughs) Sure,
2: (laughs) sure. And so, of course, the only seats... Don't wouldn't you know it? Are right in the front, and we thought, well, okay, sod it, we're yeah. right front and center in front of everybody, but who cares? We, we came here with a mission, and we are going to accomplish it. So, we start doing the mission. That's all I will say. And okay, they told us to stop, and we did, and then we didn't, and we were thrown out. <laughs> So, of course, we did the next thing that made sense. We went up the street and we loitered in front of a very proper Christian coffee shop and kept doing the mission. <laughs> nice.
0: Very good oh.
2: work. And it that, was like, fantastic. The,
0: the, like, can I just <laughs> say the balls all three of you had to be able to do that in the 10th grade you are like, kidding I would have been, like I would have been <coughs> excuse my French, but I would have been shitting a brick so I like could not I just could not have done that at your age so I am delighted that we're able to that I'm able to share the space yes. with somebody who could well, that is so I, my my little queer heart is very happy. <laughs> about the story and even if nothing else happened i'm just very glad that it was particularly a um a christian coffee shop that you decided was going to be the backdrop oh yes very
2: very christian coffee shop yeah the people inside that were probably talking because we were also we were not we were dressed like goth children because we were Mm mm mm-hmm. <laughs> i i'll nice. subtype I'll show you guys pictures of of high school Jeff who thought he had problems he didn't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh dear Anyway The rest of the
2: story Unfortunately Is not that exciting Because we gradually It was It was very unexciting Gradually We just kind of Lost interest In Mm -hmm. the arrangement Mm -hmm. Abby moved away She and Kyle Stayed together As far as I know Never saw them again That was the end of it But I'm always glad That I had that experience Because at some point I was bound to find out That this kind of arrangement Does exist And it's fine And I found out by unexpectedly finding myself in one. And it's the only one I've ever had. Yeah. I didn't feel the need to pursue another one after that. I knew it wasn't a thing about me, but I accepted that one day there might be a situation where I find myself in one again, but it would be very similar. I would find it unexpectedly. I never did. Quite happy in my marriage Mm -hmm. now. Not worried about that at all but you know it's 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 important to experience life yeah
0: yeah yeah it is and um it you're you're so right I think particularly from my perspective it because I had so much else going on like I can see why that side of life sort of passed me by for so long but there's always a little part of myself that sort of pangs with jealousy a little bit whenever I hear people elaborating on experiences they had because I was like that could have been me Mm -hmm. but for a few small tweaks in my life that I was not like I just wasn't able to make at the time Mm -hmm. so I think this is why I gravitate so strongly to fan fiction now because I so I don't know if you know this about me but before I started this podcast I had like next to no grounding in fanfic whatsoever my i would you know i'm a literary grad i think you've mentioned that before on the show I- i'm not sure so yeah yeah I, I mean i think i i we did sort of talk about that in our intros but i but my background was as a bit a little bit of a literary snob um and mm-hmm. that's why i tend to go off on long waffly ramps. <laughs> excellent for no reason um but and so i thought you know what is this strange fan fiction thing and you know and why is it something that I should be reading and now my opinion of it is completely flipped where I um look, like I even if what you're reading isn't particularly well written or isn't particularly dealing with characters that are rounded out there's always something you can take from mm-hmm. it and I the author will always have a reason for wanting to write Characters in a certain way and even if that's not something that I particularly want to read I respect that that's there you know, I am like I wish that the I had thought of this model or had a a concept for how this works before I had had come across fan fiction. Because it's so egalitarian in that way. It's like, I'm going to put this here. If you want to read it, you can. If you don't want to read it, that's fine. But it's going to exist here for the people that want Mm it. Like, why can that also not be true of our personal experiences in life? And why are we so still hyper-focused on, I guess, ways to call each other out. Like, I'm, I've never been one of those people that feels the need to hate somebody else just because of something that they choose to do. Right. Even if I strongly disagree with their choices, that's still their choice. And they're free to do that thing. Or it's unfortunate that we have to live alongside people that just aren't comfortable with that, that dynamic and want everybody to live like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the th- like one of the reasons that like a poly ship like this does this job so well is it's not just a slash ship. And it's not just a slash ship that is possibly coming from a canon element. It is a like an evolved group of people finding out what they love and then getting to experience that with each other. And who wouldn't want to read that? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, who doesn't want that? you think sometimes people think that change is going to be not only not to their liking, but also irreversible. They open their minds to something and they don't like it, but now they're stuck in it forever and they can never go back to what they were doing before, so they don't want to embrace things that don't immediately make sense with what already is and isn't okay for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think people think, like... They put such strong expectations on something. Like, if you... So, let's say we're talking about food. If I went to... If I'd never had a bolognese before, and then I went somewhere that did one, and it was awful. (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm never going to try bolognese again. Mm -hmm. Because it could just be that that particular particular restaurant Mm -hmm. uses ingredients that are really awful. <laughs> like I'm not going to go, yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah, I tried it once, that's not my thing. Like maybe this is just part of like me reading myself into the narrative here or you know, me reading my own explorationist nature into things, but I never like the idea that there are um opportunities that I haven't seized because I hate that image of getting somewhere in your life and thinking, "Huh, you know, what if I had done this? Mm-hmm. And you're never going to know. You're, you're never going to know. So I personally now get to the point where it's like whenever we, we deal with a poly ship or an unconventional ship or, uh, you know, anything that is even slightly pushing the envelope for me. I'm like, well, even if I don't think I'm going to be invested, I always want to give it a whirl because if you don't, try it how do you know how like how are you supposed to know Mm -hmm. and i there are there are people in the world and i've had conversations with them who literally don't eat very simple basic foods and i wonder how they're able to get through life never having eaten a potato you know mm-hmm.
2: eat uh, them uh, taters you know?
0: honey <laughs> eat i well them exactly. taters
2: talk about versatility <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> potatoes potatoes, potatoes like... will be anything for you they'll do anything to please you potatoes are the ultimate they are genderless i assume <laughs> i don't know they are sexless <laughs> and yet they will satisfy you
1: That's literally my husband's like uh what is it I guess like kind of a like cold open like question for people is like what's um like what's your favorite kind of potato like literally going into like what version <laughs> of a potato is your favorite potato because there's so many different potatoes and he's like name a better combination than potato and salt <laughs> Yeah
2: fair <Yes>. point <laughs> so shall i share with you all what i have brought to offer up today please yes please do that thing Mm -hmm. i'm so ready Right. So before I do that, I do want to recommend to all the listeners, I shared an already written fan fiction with Megs and Nathan Mm. uh, called Hot Library Hunk that I recommend because it went in a very different direction from what I did. In that one, Remus (laughs) is the entry point and Sirius and James are the established couple. Mm -hmm. They're a couple working in a coffee shop and they are mooning, see what I did yes. there, over mm-hmm. the hot <laughs> library hunk that comes in and orders a coffee and then they're arguing over who gets to serve him, who gets to serve him, wink, mm. and then at the end you find out, oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> Really, we we've been at this for almost two hours. I would believe it if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at the end of that one, you find out his name is Remus, and you're like, oh, really? Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> I'm it's just dog. the way they call him. It's not like it was tagged.
2: <laughs> no, it's just the way it's a short, lovely, yes. fluffy, hilarious. And it, the fun isn't finding out who it is at the end. It's the fact that they keep calling him hot library hunk yes. until he says his name is Remus. Yes. And you're thinking, okay, so this is how they meet him. Yeah. That's hilarious. They're in a, why, there are so many coffee shops in fan fiction. Don't get me started on that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what I have for you today is something that I have titled, Give it a spin, you pillock. <laughs> Before I read it, I will accept predictions based on the title. What do you think I mean by give it a spin, you pillock? Uh,
1: well, obviously, okay, like, you play off of like, it's like sp- so instantly i go instantly to like spin the bottle because of the uh-huh. spin yes! I was gonna... but then also yeah. like uh you know some trying something new like like why wouldn't you, like kind of what you're talking about the food thing it's like oh just give it you know give it a try you know sort of thing like what's what's it hurt to just you know so but i definitely yeah, yeah either either they're playing twister or <laughs> or oh, spin God. the bottle
2: Oh, I should yeah. I, I'm going to write that one next. They're playing Twister
0: and then suddenly,
1: <laughs> whoops.
0: <laughs> right foot red, but the foot did not land on red.
1: Are they are they wearing yeah. Clothes are like, not required. <laughs>
2: please tell me that's a wand in your pocket. <laughs> no, James. That is not a wand in my
0: pocket. My wand is shorter than that. <laughs> <laughs> i actually um i saw a meme today and it was the scene in deathly hallows part one uh-huh. uh where it, was, it was like uh me when i see a guy i like and it's voldemort reaching over and going i require your wand
2: <laughs> 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 oh my god uh, wow it's perfect
0: <laughs> wow. Oh. <clears throat> Anywho. yes. yes so. so I very, mu- I very much doubt that they're going to be on Wheel of Fortune. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely think it's a spin the bottle kind of situation or a truth and dare s- sort of some, some game is being game. played. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pin the tail on the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> um and someone is essentially um maneuvered into a tricky situation that they initially think oh what what what's happening but then they realize they're they're actually enjoying themselves i
2: love these predictions
0: (laughs) and now we're going to find out how many
2: of them actually come up (laughs) all right so ladies and gentlemen and everyone who is something other than that The world premiere of Give It A Spin, Ya Pillock, by Dream Quaffle. (laughs) All the Gryffindors were gathered in the common room in a circle. The bottle of butterbeer was just sitting in the center of the circle as everyone stared at it. Instantly correct. There you go. Spot on. You got (laughs) it. Well done. So, when does it start spinning? Asked a fifth-year girl. Don't be stupid. It doesn't spin on its own, snapped Sirius. Someone has to grab the bottle and spin it themselves. Most of the Gryffindors stood around the circle, staring at Sirius with a mixture of curiosity and apprehension. They usually went along with whatever he suggested they do, because the payoff was always worth it. This time he had come back from a muggle studies class with a mischievous grin on his face and told everyone to gather in the common room to play a game.
1: Oh my gosh, this right, was a, wait, this so, was a class teaching spin the bottle in <laughs> yes! muggle
2: studies. Yes, in my head headcanon, this is a muggle studies professor who says, "Look, it's no good pretending that these things don't exist." Yes. So if you go to a party, I know the kind of games you all are likely to play. You might have a game of wizard chess or exploding snap, but yes. in, you know, the muggle world, all they have to do is just give the bottle a spin and then snog each other.
1: Oh, Perfectly geez. easy. Oh, that's so funny. The rules so of funny. the game are simple. And he's got like a list of all the different games that they go over, so like every party he brings out a new, you know, different game for them to do. Oh, that's so exactly. funny. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, Sirius would immediately like, okay, we gotta put this into practice. Like, we we actually have mm-hmm. to do this now.
2: <laughs> Look, it's easy, said Sirius. Yeah, just like your mum, whispered <laughs> James. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> <A kitten outfit. laughs> Shut up, prongs! shouted Sirius. Oh, come off it. You don't even like your mum, James reasoned. <laughs> That's not the point, said Sirius. <laughs> James, Lupin chimed in calmly, the point is you made a quip while Sirius is trying to explain how we're all going to take turns spinning this bottle and snogging whomever it points at.
1: Oh, my gosh. Of course, he steps in and is like, now let me tell you why his behavior is the way it is. <laughs> Love it. <laughs>
2: thanks a lot Remus said Sirius why don't you just tell them who's going to win the Quidditch cup this year while you're at it well Poland has been looking really good this year but then again Scotland is trying to oh Jesus Merlin Christ Moody please learn sarcasm Sirius shouted I couldn't help it I just threw that in I thought it was funny (laughs) I had to work in I was going to work in Jesus Merlin Christ at some point I was determined on that
0: yeah, well, the, and listen, anything is better than Merlin's beard at this point. Like, uh, there's, only, there's I have to believe people are saying more than Merlin's beard. But Merlin's most baggy wide fronts. That's my
2: favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so Lupin looked straight at Sirius and, still calm, said, Jesus Merlin Christ Sirius, can we please get on with spinning the bottle? Sirius took a deep breath and rejoined the circle. For a moment, everyone just stood there. It wasn't clear if the assembled masses were just nervous about the prospect of kissing one of their classmates in front of everyone, or if perhaps they had become interested in the drama between these three young men. All right, sot it, James piped up. I'll go first then, shall I? James pulled out his wand and pointed it at the bottle. Remus reached over and pushed James's arm back down. I don't think it counts unless we spin the bottle without magic, James. James rolled his eyes at Sirius. Best friends they may be, but Remus and Sirius were always roping him into doing new things like this and then telling him how to do them. Maybe it was just because they wanted to be the ones in charge for a change. (laughs) Maybe James was just being too sensitive. (laughs) All right, then, said James as he stowed his wand back in his robes. He walked to the center of the circle and made a big show of picking up the bottle and placing it on its side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Typical. For those that can't see, Megs just did a little twirly thing with her hand <laughs> in it and mate, it was exactly so- Such a good, appropriate (laughs) accompaniment to the the narration. Um, Yeah, if you're seeing the video, uh, you'll see why. And (laughs) if you are not, those are available on our Discord for a very reasonable price. (laughs) On our 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 Patreon. (laughs) Nice. On on our Patreon, (laughs) I do know things. I do know
2: some things. Of course. (laughs) Mm. With a flick of the wrist, he spun the bottle. As it was spinning, he looked around the circle. Lily was nowhere to be seen.
1: Oh, no. She
2: was probably studying. She was always studying whenever the perfect opportunity for them to kiss would come up. There was plenty of other people in the circle he had kissed before, though. He had to admit he couldn't remember all their names, but he knew which ones they were because they were looking hopeful that this might be round two. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>
1: Oh, James. James
2: Potter is a
1: hoe. (laughs) James Potter is
2: a hoe for show.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs)
2: Sirius and Remus had their heads together, laughing and whispering. James thought at first that they were taking bets on where the bottle might land. Sirius had a bit of a gambling problem, though to be fair, he didn't mind burning through his family's money. Mm-hmm. They never noticed how much he lost anyway. <laughs> but no, something was slightly off. Remus was smiling the biggest, and he was usually the one that got dragged into Sirius's schemes with apprehension. James looked oh. down, and he saw the faintest sign that Remus had just put his wand back in his pocket. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Ooh, Remus, get yours. <laughs> Remember that sound that you just made. It's going to come up in a moment. Oh boy! <laughs> oh blimey! Thought James, and as he looked back at the bottle, he saw that it had stopped spinning. James's eyes slowly moved along to where the bottle was pointing, ah. right between where Sirius and Remus were standing.
1: Ah. <laughs> Right between them. Oh, There is goodness. a period Smack after
2: every Bang one of those words. Nice. There was a collective. I love that. <laughs> there was a collective ooh <laughs> from the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> indoors. If they weren't that into the game before, they were certainly into it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sirius and Remus were standing there, twiddling their thumbs, looking as though they were saying, just go along with it Mm -hmm. dear me said Sirius. it looks as though you've got quite a difficult choice to make james very difficult indeed added remus oh my god either way you've got to give one of your best friends a proper
0: snog i reckon <laughs> so, so, define proper snog. Are we? Do, does the, uh, Wait a minute! Am oh, oh, I oh, jumping oh, oh. ahead of the story? Do, <laughs> does the story? Define what a proper snog is, or how far into the gullet are the tongues going? <laughs> <laughs> See, I think the way
2: that I am imagining this is Remus... Sorry, Max, sorry. <laughs> no, Remus is is taking a jab at how many times James has probably snogged other people, ah. saying, well, you're the expert, so you ought to know a good kiss from a bad one, and yeah. you're going to have to give ah. a good one here. Yeah. Command performance, mm-hmm. as it were.
1: That's hilarious.
2: Let's see. Um, nice. I got excited and lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, proper snog, I reckon. That's where it was. But don't worry, said Sirius. You're in for a treat either way. My boyfriend is a very generous kisser. Can confirm, said Remus, as is mine.
1: Ah! <laughs> okay, so we have established wolf star and James. Uh-huh. Oh uh-huh. man, okay.
2: James weighed his options as the other Gryffindors whispered about what he was likely to do. He had to give his best friends credit. They had set him up beautifully, and he hadn't even seen it coming. He smiled to himself as he made his decision. He might love a good prank, but he was going to have the last laugh. Mm -hmm. He strode across the room, grabbed hold of Sirius, and kissed him full on the mouth. Heck yeah. There was another, ooh, <laughs> from the crowd as they were kissing. Now here's where it gets interesting. <laughs> it wasn't interesting before? It's not okay. as interesting. The descriptive language is about to take a turn. Ooh! Buckle up. Ooh. James never really thought that kissing another guy would feel all that different, but it was, and not in a bad way either. It was as if the person kissing him back had the same approach he did, understood what he needed mm. in a kiss.
1: Oh. It was nice,
2: but it had to stop because James's strategy wasn't finished.
1: I, I must stop. stop. No, I, I can't stop. go I on. <laughs> yes.
2: Ah, uh, now I've got yeah. <laughs> they broke apart, and Remus stared at James with wide eyes. I mean, like, size of galleons his eyes are.
0: (laughs) Like Trelawney's eyes. That's how big they are right now. Mm -hmm.
2: Enjoy yourself, did you? Asked Sirius, with a smug smile on his face. Wouldn't you like to know, James retorted. Then, grabbing his other best friend, he pulled him in for a kiss. This one was different oh there was just as much experience in this kiss as james had himself oh someone who knew how to lead as well as james did although he had clearly drunk the butter beer to empty the bottle so his kiss was sweet in more ways than one
1: ooh i got chills <laughs> oh oh
0: This is some excellent narratorial purview right here. I am into this. Continue. (laughs) All
2: right, because here comes the home stretch. Trust me, you're going to love it. (laughs) When they broke apart, the crowd was full of wolf whistles, wink, Mm -hmm. and squeeze. (laughs) There must be squeeze. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The three friends stood there. Torn between the desire to take a bow to their obviously adoring and approving fans, <laughs> and the desire to find some place more private to work out what they had all just experienced. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> After Ooh. all, whatever Remus and Sirius had expected when they set all this up, it wasn't this. Something had happened today. Some new and exciting aspect of their friendship had snuck up on them out of nowhere before they had time to work out what to do next a voice from behind them said oh good you're all playing spin the bottle mind if i go next the three turned and saw that lily oh, had joined the she circle just oh. up. <laughs> the end uh. <laughs> that was
1: incredible
0: oh there you go oh thank oh. you oh
1: wow oh
0: my soul is so very good. soothed right now <laughs> that was very very good indeed
1: Ooh, thank you oh so okay so i loved okay so what i loved about obviously the kissed writing is you were obviously playing off of Sirius being able to receive the type of kiss that James gives like perfectly because obviously mm-hmm. Remus kisses in that way. And so then for James to feel that in reverse a mirror image or what, like that's just, ooh, I loved that mm-hmm. so much. That was so good. It's interesting yeah.
2: what I, I, when the story ended up going that route and I'm thinking to myself, what would this actually feel like? Like if I'm James, what's going through my mind?
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. James, you know, He's a hoe. We've established that. It's <laughs> canon. It's uh-huh. there. We all know it. When he's kissing Remus, Remus is, he's the shy little cinnamon roll boy, and this is one of those rare opportunities for him to kind of yes. be a devious little scamp like Sirius is. That's part uh-huh. of what brings them together. He doesn't do it all the time, but he can. And when James is kissing him, James is thinking, oh, it's okay. I'll lead, and you're just going to yeah. enjoy it. And yet, because he's now got so much experience, because he's got this wonderful boyfriend who has clearly been tutoring him, mm-hmm. he knows what somebody needs in that kiss. But then when he's kissing Sirius, it's like two masters doing battle. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, A I A clash don't... of swords. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's like James is kissing Sirius, and he's thinking, maybe I don't need to be in yes. charge all the time.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Because obviously my best friend here knows as much as I do. Yes. Maybe even mm.
0: more. Awesome. But I think he would enjoy that fight for dominance. And I think you you put that across beautifully in the writing as well. Like, I just loved the, the my main love of this whole story is that james is ostensibly on the back foot for all of it like he has no first of all he has no idea what he's being put Mm -hmm. up to and then he has no idea the intensity of the experiences he's about to be exposed to and that is a lovely color to see on james because as we've already said like whenever that sort of cocky jockishness gets flipped Mm -hmm. that is such a that's such a fun side of james to see and you you just did that so well oh i'm thank you so much for sharing that that was incredible thank you i i I was happy to do it it's a perfect
2: excuse for me to um i i i'd never written a wolf starbucks before so it was it was seems appropriate Mm -hmm. that it would be for this occasion that i would i would finally sit down and write one
1: awesome now i it's like Add it to the list of all the things that I want to write.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The ever-growing list of... It has to be so long now that it's impossible to keep up with all of the myriad things that you...
1: I have no idea. It's so bad. It's just... It's so bad. I do just
2: want... Next time I'll do one where they play Twister. Yes. I didn't think of that. But now that it's been put out there, I can't
0: stop thinking. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. That's for next week's Muggle Studies class. Yeah. We all know what's really going on in those classes now.
1: <laughs> and I picture uh, Sirius is the one to start. So it's probably, you know, uh, James and Remus are playing Twister and Sirius is in charge of the spin or whatever. All of a sudden he's like pretending to spin and he's like, oh, like he's obviously strate- strategically placing, you know, body parts and things like that.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I've got it. So... <laughs> sometimes they do these things, especially in animated shows where the teacher doesn't turn up for class and one of the students who's kind of the alpha has to lead everybody. Mm -hmm. So Sirius hops up in front of the class and says, right, you lot, listen up. I've got a muggle game for you since we've been talking about those. Brings out Twister. Nice. Right. Uh... So you spin the wheel. You put whatever part it says to put, wherever color it is. I've added a few just to get creative. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Just go with it. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you want me to put my what on green? <laughs> or I'm sorry, you want me to put my right foot where exactly?
0: <laughs> and of course, the, the like the playing mat is magically enlarged as well so that all of the class can participate at once. Now, the playing
2: mat isn't the only thing, if you know what I'm
0: saying. Uh, Well, I... See, normally normally it's me on this podcast going to those places, so I'm delighted to be able to, like, doff the chapeau to somebody else and give someone else a chance to be filthy because I feel like... Not that you're not filthy, Megs, but I always feel like I... (laughs) I get that <laughs> first. <best. laughs> Don't worry, Megs. You are you are you are properly
2: filthy. i i have no doubt.
1: I get plenty filthy in my fiction.
2: <laughs> oh no doubt. Nudge nudge. So wait just... wait. Say no more. <laughs>
0: I do just want to really quickly circle back to a point you made before. Mm -hmm. You gave us all that wonderful story where you were like, there's so many coffee shops in fan Mm, fiction. There really is. But the ship name is literally Wolf Wolf Starbucks. Starbucks. So it sounds
2: like Starbucks. Yeah, it's got Starbucks in it. Yes
0: yeah Uh, so they have to meet in a coffee shop right they do that's it's baked right into the Mm -hmm. title
2: but we've we've also talked about how not everything has to fit within the established canon i don't know if starbucks even existed during marauders era and i don't know Mm -hmm. how long it took to make it from seattle washington over to the uk Do they have starbucks over there they have it,
0: don't they? I feel, I feel yeah, they do definitely. We have it now. Um, I feel like it came over in the nineties because I definitely remember when the first few happened. It was a big thing. Like it, it was like we're getting something really culturally significant and important. And then after a few <laughs> years, everybody was just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh my god! Have...
1: Okay. <laughs> speaking of like, speaking what? of hilarious text messages from spouses um my husband well
0: that was a big pivot but okay let's
1: which we were speaking of like two hours hours ago ago. (laughs) um but it's relevant right now um so he texted me how much longer and i said hopefully soon and he's like i low-key want starbucks
2: (laughs) yes the stars and planets um, have
1: aligned and this is working out exactly the way it should oh my gosh that's so that was funny that was great
0: <laughs> i am <laughs> delighted this is just uh what a way what a way to come full circle on this episode absolutely just be like yes full spousal approval mm-hmm. has been had yes
1: all right, so I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that any points or thoughts or feels that we haven't covered that you had? Yet? I think
2: at some point, not maybe not every single episode, but I think there's generally a part where you ask yourselves, "Do you ship it?" Yes, that's but perfect. I sort of feel yeah. like we entered into the conversation pre-shipping it yes
1: yes see because that's so this me i just need someone with them like i'm not anti wolfstar but like when wolfstar gets someone in there i'm like yes like that's that's great i love yeah i love the idea of this so yeah absolutely i definitely ship this so definitely
2: much. definitely ship
1: it mm-hmm.
0: well i already shipped wolfstar so i can't imagine a universe wherein i don't also ship yes. this adding more people into the equation is not a problem for me and the fact that it's James as well and um, that we've gone into like fleshing out his character and how great that would be in addition to what we've already established is there I yeah I ship this 100% obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> like um duh yeah. and I'm
1: not <laughs> and I'm not against like I've of course now I'm curious that I'm like oh would it be wolf Starbuck buck tail <laughs> would be against. Peter and
2: <laughs> Wolf Starbucks <laughs> and Peggy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So good. Yeah, if we can get any Hamilton edits that are Marauder style, that would be great.
2: Peter <laughs> Peggy. Peter Peggy grew. Peter Peggy grew. <laughs> ah, Peter Peggy grew. Eh. But Remus is Peggy.
1: Oh, oh man. Oh. Yes. So yes, so we absolutely ship it. You
2: know what? We we have a chapter called The Other Minister. We'll have one yes. called The Other Skylar Sister.
1: There we go.
0: <laughs> yes, Fantastic. yes we will. <gasps>
2: They're all dressing up as the Skylar sisters for Halloween because they're doing a drag review at school, and Peter wants to be in it too, but there aren't any more Skylar sisters, so he has to invent one. Yes! This is a fan fiction. Yes!
1: So it's just this, yeah, that that other sister that no one
2: knows about. The other Skylar sister, it will be called, and it will be fantastic. Wonderful. And one of them will be bad at makeup. And it will probably be serious, but that'll be part of it. He'll be one of those messy queens who likes to have a hairy chest oh, with yes. no boobs, and is bad at makeup. But that's part of the
1: show. Yes.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's that he's so much bad at makeup as he wants to also stay hairy, so that that's just part mm-hmm. of his drag. Like it, he's he's very all about um blurring that gender binary mm-hmm. and i'm all about that and or, like, like sirius
2: would definitely be front and center at a ginny lemon show that's his kind of queen yes
0: absolutely Absol- he's, absolutely he's in the
2: front row throwing back cocktails yelling at the stage slice! <laughs> <laughs> or he's
0: he's uh um Front stay front of stage at a bimini bamboulash show and he's waving a massive oversized lentil. Ah
2: yes. <laughs> he's a show as you yeah. bum. This <laughs> yeah. is all going yeah. way over my head. <laughs> Trust me, bimini bamboulash you... has quite a nice bum.
0: And quite isn't nice. afraid of showing it off either. No, um, that's and...
2: big big naked energy that's that's part of it
0: so Bimini and Ginny for those who aren't familiar are queens from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK oh um, okay and mm-hmm. and they are uh, quite the characters um, so definitely if you haven't come across them I do recommend giving them a google nice. seeing what they're yeah. about yeah. because
2: Ginny Lemon wouldn't they... mind if you gave her a google if you know what I'm talking <laughs> see i've done it again
1: oh
0: man oh wow i feel like we've covered so much in this episode again i feel like we've done a full sort of guided tour of things that aren't necessarily wolf starbucks but that but we tried but but you know what but it
2: all tied back into the topic it did and it It, all needed to be said (laughs)
0: Yes, it did, and and this was my defence last time. But in my <laughs> in my defence this time, I feel like we at least discussed the three of them together. Yes, we did. Which we we didn't do in the last
1: how they fit together.
0: <laughs> Literally, how Literally. they
2: fit together.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, this has just been. Incredible! Yes. I've loved every single minute of this. And like nearly two hours has gone by, and I haven't noticed. Yeah, it. been, I haven't either. like it's been I had no
2: idea like half an hour.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah no so this is thank you so much for reaching out and wanting to do this because i mean that was just such a great message to receive we love when people get excited about a ship enough to be like i want to talk about it because obviously we have our ones that were like we want to talk about this but it's not going to be every single ship every time so this was but i was tef- as soon as you said i <laughs> i have this i have thoughts and feels on wolf starbucks i'm like Yes this we have to get this happen I don't know how or when but it will and I gave you like 4 days notice and so <laughs>
2: And then in comes Jeff saying, excuse me, I have some destiny to manifest because (laughs) the moment I heard the show for the first time, I said, oh, I have got to find an excuse to get on this one. Mm. This is just, this is too much fun. These, these are my people. Oh, thank you. I got it. I got it. I got to get in this sandbox (laughs) and see what comes from it. And then I'm thinking about, it wasn't even, we'll start, it was some episode that it was a recent episode that you guys had released before we're recording this one. And I thought, I've got it the penny finally dropped i said i know what we need to talk about mm-hmm. so i reached out to megs and i said could we maybe do this and you were so enthusiastic yeah. about it and i said nope i made the right call yes
1: this so is so much fun. this is what yeah. we shall do mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: i can i just say when megs told me that we'd be having you on to do this episode i was so excited i was like Jeff is in the Jeff that wrote us that wonderful fake for Spooch, mm-hmm. and then Jeff is in the Jeff that did song? that song for the Twelve Days of Shitmas, <laughs> uh-huh. and now we get to have like the full feature length experience. Like I, I, I don't regret a single minute. No. This, this has no, been
2: everything about this has been amazing, amazing. absolutely wonderful, fantastic.
1: So, yeah, well, now we get to, you know, whatever, do our awkward, not really goodbyes. But <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We'll definitely have to do it again, especially if you have another. Yeah. I know Juliana's like, I got Scorbus. I got Scorbis. Don't worry, Juliana. We remember. We remember. Oh, You're in
2: for it with Juliana with <laughs> Scorbis. You can be sure of that. She will She will give you a good, proper episode. Fantastic. With and I
1: love Scorbis, too. I That'll be so much fun when we get to that one. Well, yeah,
0: because They're so that's canon as mm-hmm. well
1: that actually is
2: canon yes. we don't just have to pretend that it is yep i mean that's canon yeah. in that universe i won't I, I won't go on about cursed child except to say i enjoy cursed child
1: right it being harry potter Cam. yes exactly mm-hmm.
2: i en- i enjoy cursed child okay you know what i'll say it i enjoy it i don't get caught up in the debate okay. about whether or not it's canon mm-hmm. that's a stupid argument to have
1: mm-hmm.
0: i like okay. it it's Fine. Mm-hmm. That's all.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I, I can, I, yes, I'm on board with how much you love it and you love it. And that's all it needs to be happening in this discussion yes. right now.
1: I love the characters it gave us. I love the characters
0: it gave us. Yes. So. I agree. I agree with you.
1: I have so much fun with Next Gen for sure. So yeah, well, I read what are you going to, is there anything else?
0: No, I, ju- I, I was just going to say I can't wait to I can't wait to yes, do this again.
2: Absolutely, now definitely, you all know where I can be reached anytime yes. Just send up the bat signal, and here <laughs> I shall be.
1: We'll just, what is it like? A, we'll literally put a quaffle in like a in like a bubble like thing, like a thought bubble. <laughs> a bit.
2: Yeah, like a thought bubble. Yeah, quaffle in <laughs> a thought bubble. Just put that up in the sky
1: perfect well thanks again for joining us and this was so much fun we're just our episodes just keep getting longer and longer and that's just how it is that's just the way it is and uh <laughs> and i don't think anyone so as far as we know complaining yet so it's no. <laughs> it so much fun no
2: they don't mind yeah just enjoy it so it's it's all good yes yeah.
1: so until next time listeners we can't wait to see what comes Next time, who knows? Listen (laughs) after,
0: (laughs) because because we don't. Or who? (laughs) Or who? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hot mess, but it's gonna be fun, and we know you're gonna enjoy it. So come back for that whenever that (laughs) is, and we will look forward to delighting your ear holes. Then. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Awesome. So now that you've finished enjoying that episode, I bet you're wondering what we're going to be talking about next time. Will it be a ship? Could it be a trope? What about a character-centric episode? Editing Megs, put the listeners out of their misery. Next time, we'll be focusing on...
1: Arthur and Molly Weasley.
0: So come back to enjoy that at your earliest possible convenience. But, you know, preferably sooner rather than later. Because we do make it so you'll listen to it. And we hope you enjoy it. Remember your Gunkel Nathan's advice. Be kind to each other, manage your mischief, and we'll catch you in the next one soon.